Hello, everybody. Guess who's back on my podcast today? It's Rob Levy, my single guy friend. And today we're going to talk, maybe more like argue, about some things. Thanks for being back here, Rob. Glad to be back. Very happy to be back. Bring it on. Come on. <laughs> I'm surprised you're willing to come back because I shared something on my Instagram lately where there was some pushback. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always pushback. There's a little pushback. Pushback's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. you like that. You like that. Okay. So I asked some of you guys for topics that Rob and I could talk about, argue about. So we're going to do that today. Okay. So let's get right to it. Would you hire a hot nanny? Oh, we're going right out of the gate. Okay. Um, would I hire a hot nanny? Well, um, as a single person, I would love to hire a hot nanny for myself, but you mean as if I had children, would I hire a hot nanny? I'm shaking my head right now in case you're not watching the video version. Uh -huh. Yes. If you were married. Oh, I see. Okay. So and you not, had yes. kids and you had kids. And I had kids. Would you hire a hot nanny? Do you uh, think that's appropriate? I don't, I don't think it's appropriate to hire a hot nanny. Attractive. I think it's appropriate to hire attractive people. Attractive energy, attractive people is always good because if you hire unattractive energy, that's what's going to be around your kids. That's what they're being raised with. You have people that have that like frown on their face, that have that bad energy. So you do want to hire um, attractive energy, which will have a level of physical attractiveness because when you have good energy, you, you feel more attractive. You come across more attractive. People, you know, bounce, feed off that. But, you know, hiring a hot nanny that is distracting, um, especially if, if, you know, as relationships go, especially when you have children, there's a lot of challenges with children um, that challenge the relationship. And when you have certain things that could distract unnecessarily, it could cause problems. So there's a difference between hot and attractive. I'll just say, let's say attractive. Yeah, I would hire an attractive nanny. You would? Yes. What if it was a male attractive nanny sure you would yeah that wouldn't bother you at all again we're not talking about a hot guy we're talking about an attractive uh, someone who comes across with attractive energy right so yeah, well, but attract yeah. i guess what i mean is attractive energy could be you ha could have a warm older lady who's mm -hmm. overweight and 60 years old but she's like has beautiful energy right that's attractive uh, that's attractive but what i'm talking about is they're young they're younger than your spouse mm -hmm. perky youthful energy but they're also, they're good at their job. Of course, that's just given, just they're good at right. their job and they're qualified. And they're very attractive. Physically. Physically. Attractive. They're very physically physically so attractive. that's a hot person then. We're that third, that we're is a hot person. Hot. Okay, fine. Yeah. Then it's a hot person. So then no. No. Yes, correct. Wait, no, it wouldn't bother you? Or no? No, I, it's not we, a good idea to hire okay. said hot person. Okay. What if they were like pretty hot? Like not, not like 10 hot, but just... And they're really, really good at their job? Yeah. Debatable. Debatable. Yeah. If they yeah. really connect with the kids and, and things like that. And, um, and you know, I'm in a good place with my wife. Uh, she's in a good place with me. Then yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. But it's, it's getting, getting to where the, if the attractiveness becomes distracting, yeah. then no. You know, and I think you got to be honest with yourselves. It's just like, you know, am I going to uh, start to develop feelings for this person? Physically, no, don't do it, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah I agree. I don't, I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's necessary. I think people are human. And so, and it's an intimate space because that person's around both you guys a lot. And 
I hear a lot of men say like, it, it shouldn't matter, you know, whatever. And I try, I ask the same thing. I flip it around. Like, what if it's a guy like, oh, I wouldn't care. And I usually say, okay, for argument's sake, let's just say your wife doesn't want to fuck this guy. Okay. But he's attractive. He's younger than you. He's got maybe a six pack and you know, he could probably like fuck all night because he's younger than you, but she doesn't want to sleep with them. But He's very pleasant around. He's helping her. He's doing things that you aren't doing. It's very nurturing, you know? And so I just don't think, yeah, of course, if you trust your partner, you trust your partner. I just think that there are many people that you can hire that are qualified. So I don't, in general, I, if I had like two choices. If you had two choices. Equal skill. And well, if your choice was between someone who you felt was a, was a good fit for our skill, the type of stuff they do and how they interact um, and someone who is not so much and has some issues. And one was really that person was, that was good, was really attractive. And the person that wasn't, and those are your only two choices say, you know what, this person is going to be helping raise your kids, get someone with better energy and, you know, step up, step up your game a little bit have more date nights, have more of this, have more of that, you know, don't get in a position where you feel like um, that person's supplementing the intimacy duties. Either way. So intimacy for, again, we talked about this last time, intimacy for a female or a wife, um, a housewife, a working wife, um, you know, cross both, same thing with men. Like the intimacy requirements are going to be different. So whatever those are, if that person is, is uh, fulfilling those intimacy uh, as a supplement, then you're going to have a problem. Yeah. And again, you know, there's the, the book, the the five love languages and things like that. So if, if they're satisfying some of their top requirements, a problem um if they're not you know again if if someone's just not physically attracted to looks but they're more attracted to you know verbal affirmations and things like that they could not be that physically attractive but they could be so eloquent in what they say and guess what now all of a sudden you're still back in the same problem so again yep. it, it's it's really it's right. not a straight it's not a, you know as, as much as we'd like to say hey this is a black and white answer it's, it's obviously not correct yeah correct yes y- you you Answered that more eloquent than I thought you would. I'd like to try to fool her. Hmm. All right. (laughs) Okay. The next one is uh, pet peeve or deal breaker. What are some of your pet peeves? Well, as you know, um, I have uh, what's scientifically known as misophonia, which is a problem with hearing chewing sounds and uh, certain you know, people talking with food in their mouth and uh, chewing gum, things like that. Those are those are very intense pet peeves that always bothered me as a kid, and I didn't realize they were deal breakers until as I got older and realized that oh, I could actually find people that don't do that. Like that's an, actually an option. Um, don't eat. Don't smack their food when they eat. Well, smacking's food- different. What I mean, just eat, not, eat more quietly. I, um, so they ha- they have to take small bites. Then no, no, no. I've been on dates. I've been on dates. I've been with friends. Um, I, I I love to eat, so you know I'm always going to be eating, and, and I've had a lot of experience with eating with people. So you made, you just made me eat my sandwich in my car. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with he was not in my car. Yes. By the way, he said. Let me know when you're done eating and chewing your sandwich, and then yes, I'll come out and meet eating, you. Yes, not just eating, but chewing. Um, yeah, because sometimes you put food in your mouth and you'll talk. You know? I know. I, yes. I'm not. I don't, I, that gets me. I get yeah. it. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I hate smacking. Uh-huh. I think I'm pretty normal, though, with my che- – I think you're, you are sensitive uh-huh. to it. I don't think I'm like a gross eater. No, you're not a gross eater. But, yeah, there are people that will just 
as they're as they're chewing, and that just that's like that, a that, knife that, in my ear. That's a deal breaker. That's, that's for a deal you. breaker for me. Okay. If, if if I'm dating someone, absolutely deal breaker. And and there's people that just eat quietly. That when they eat, they eat quietly. And there's some people just you know by the shape of their just in their habits that that they eat loud, and that that bothers me. It does bother me. And and I've been out, out on dates with with beautiful people, attractive people, and and then we're having a meal and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Would you ever say that if you really liked her and uh-huh. say like, I have this thing and give her a chance to try? So now I do. So now I actually, before I was self-conscious about it because I felt like I'm like now telling someone, hey, there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, oh, there's nothing, this is not what's wrong with me. When I found out that it was an actual thing with people, I didn't know it was a thing until I looked it up online. And as I'm typing the words, this whole, like a bunch of stuff pop up. I'm like, oh, wow, there's a whole community on this. Um, in fact, my uh, sister-in-law for for the holidays says, hey, you know, for a holiday gift, uh, we're going to donate $100 to ch- any charity of your choice. So I am picked the misophonia charity. Uh, <laughs> came like that to me. Um, but um it's it's something where before I was self-conscious about it. Now I'm like, I'm accepting this is something who I am and not accepting it to the point where I'm like, hey, I can't get better or I can't, you know, there's some days I tolerate not. So still working on myself to to try to um, make it a lot easier, but but also saying, hey, this is part of me. You know, this is, these things bother me, being aware of it. And so now I do. So um, uh, one of my previous relationships, I told her, I said, listen, and she like, she would chew gum she would hit that note that would bother me and she would eat food and hit that note. So I would let her know. I'm like, Hey, this, this bothers me. And she said, well, what if I chew? And then of course the next day we're out there, she's chewing gum. And I said, you know, just letting you know, uh, if you can spit your gum out, it'll be great. And she's like, well, what if I chew quietly? I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm still going to hear it. And so I'll like, oh, we'll give it a try. So of course I'm driving. I'm like, I hear it, please. You know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred kisses if you spit your gum out, you know, and she loved, she loved it when, when I did that. So, you know, she did, but she's like, wow, this really bothers you. I'm like, it really bothers me. It, it actually, it makes me want to cause physical harm to myself, not the person who's doing it. That's how much it bothers me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so what else is a deal breaker for you? Um, so now everyone sees why I'm saying all So, um, yeah, so deal breakers, I've had people, uh, that were mean to my cat. And that's a deal breaker. Okay. Look, um, that's like your kid. He's like my child. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's a good boy. Yes. Yeah. He, I... He's poopy, by the way. And he's a good boy. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I've had, I've had people be mean to him and, and not connect with him. And, you know, he's not a normal cat. He's a very cuddly dog-like cat. And what's, well, what's an example of someone being mean? What did they do? Um, jumps, you know, chilling on the couch. He jumps on the couch and, and she kind of pushes him away. That's me. You, you think that's mean? The way they did it, yes. The way that person did it, absolutely. What what is the way? Like well, annoyed? Don't, don't shove an animal, you know. You don't like to be nice to an animal. But, don't shove them. And but know. that's how animals communicate. You By ever shoving? watch Caesar Milan? Yeah, because we're sense that we tend to want to treat animals. Well, this is at least what Caesar says. Mm-hmm. Who he trained. Jimmy, we, we went to a workshop with him. Uh, Jimmy. And a lot of times what he says, he says that humans were, were so emotional. Jimmy's her dog, not her husband, in I, case you're just <laughs> joining the show, by the way. <laughs> and he says a lot of times, you know, we're sensitive, we want to baby them. But in the animal world, animals shove each other. If they want the space, it's like this. It's not, uh, oh, like you don't think about the emotions. You just do that. So I, I don't see that as being mean unless it was like an annoyed, like, oh, you know, something yeah, it like was, that. Yeah, it was, it's attitude. It's also, 
he's an older cat. He just wants to cuddle. You know, he's not like, um, like Jimmy's a very, you know, young pup. And sometimes you may have to get a little bit, you know, like, hey, this is how things are. But, you know, Poopy's, he's like, you know, he's kind of like me. He's already set in his ways. Sensitive. You know, yes, yeah, sensitive. Sensitive. Um, communicative and, you know, loving and wanting to cuddle and things like that. But yeah, I, I, being mean to animals in general, um, you uh, know, but, that would but, be um, but, but personally, breaker. yeah, I mean, if, if, if you don't get along with my cat, then you're probably not going to get along with me. Yeah. I, I think I would not tolerate someone being mean, but I've been with men who are disinterested at first. It's usually at first with my dog, but then they mm. learn to really love them like more than I do. So yeah. I've given that a chance. And actually Pete did not want to get Jimmy at first. He's, he's like, no, no, no. And now, I mean, you see him with Jimmy. Oh, he's great with Jimmy. I'm like chopped yeah. liver with them, you know, yeah. but I yeah. didn't care. I'm but Pete like, was never mean to Jimmy. He never kind of shoot him away and be like, get off my space. No, no, yeah. no. He's loving. There, it's, it's an attitude. There's a certain attitude we could tell like you actually despise that. It's almost like you feel it's, okay. So just to be Being clear, loved. it's it's like it's almost like you feel like there's a line that you have to choose that that the choice is being made. Well, it's either me or 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 the cat kind of thing. And instead of being like we can all get along fine, like when you start feeling that that kind of split energy, that's what I mean by being done. I mean, yeah, of course. L listen, anyone who hangs around my cat long and long enough more than more than a, a couple hours, they'll like him. He's very personable. But again, like if you raise an animal who's been around you for a long time, he's got a lot of you in there. So if someone's not getting along with that animal, got to tell you something. Got it. So there. Deal breaker for yes. Rob Levy. My deal breakers are more like the boring stuff, like lying, cheating, <laughs> being mean to other mm -hmm. people. <laughs> that is a deal breaker for yeah. me. Those are all good deal breakers. <laughs> I mean, I would think that would be normal for most people. But right. actually, but actually, I'm giving you the, the less <laughs> the, the, the normal <laughs> ones. I, I mean, common interests are important, you know, to some degree, right? There are, you know, there are entertainment shows I like and, and types of things I like to do. And so some kind of commonality there is great. So that, that you know, when you do something you enjoy, like sometimes I just like to veg and, and watch something. So if we're connecting on types of shows... Those are great. If we're not connecting, is it a deal breaker? It's not a deal breaker, but it's starting to kind of chip away on, on okay, how are we going to have downtime together as opposed to like, hey, I need my downtime and this is what I'm going to do. And of course, common interests can, it's good to have common interests grow with each other. So it's not like, well, hey, you're not interested in this. That's it. You know, uh, but if if a certain period of time is, is, is common, you don't have those common interests in the downtime moments. Those are going to be problems, you know, fun stuff rainy day stuff, activity stuff, um, got to have a little bit on each to connect with, yeah. mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. <laughs> for you. Um, you know what used to be a deal breaker for me, or I just wouldn't be open. I, I When I was younger, I used to say like, he has to have rhythm and be a good dancer. I really thought that mm -hmm. because I equated that with chemistry and sex until I started to meet people who were married in particular, I did an engagement session with this couple, and they had great chemistry. You could tell I didn't even have to direct them much. And then at their wedding, I could just see, like, he could not dance, like, at all. He just almost, like, stood there, and she's bubbly, you know, jumping around. And I was like, oh, maybe not. Like, maybe that's not – it's not true. So that that was silly of me to write someone off right. just because I felt like they didn't have rhythm. And those are, those are the – I mean, those are – 
the common young kind of physical elements type of thing, right? It's like being attracted to someone because they're they're hot. As as you get older, as you mature, you start knowing that hey, there are some things that are a little more important than just physical stuff. I need these other elements. Well, your your connection to rhythm and dancing that's kind of the same physical characteristic, but more on the kind of feeling side of it. Like that was that that hit you on the feeling side of it, and you were like, oh, I'm really attracted to to these type of people, and and it is it, naturally when you see someone dance, all of a sudden it just they seem more attractive, especially when they move a certain way, yes. and then. As you mature and find things that you like about yourself and the other people, those things supersede, and then they're just not as high on the uh, priority list. Just like physical, like pure physical looks. You know, when I was younger, like pure physical looks, that was like of course top. top yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Now it's definitely more about energy. They don't have to be a good dancer, but yeah. if I can see they're enjoying themselves, mm -hmm. it's like it's magnetic. Right? They're having a mm -hmm. good time. They're not trying to impress anyone. They're just enjoying themselves. That to me is attractive. And that's what Pete does on the dance floor. I can't say he's the best dancer. He's not a bad dancer, but <laughs> either. I think I've seen him dance. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's to... but he really enjoys himself mm -hmm. when he's in party Pete mode. And I think it's super cute. What are some challenges <laughs> you've had with cultural differences? So cultural differences meaning like just you've dated someone that grew up in, with different ethnicities, maybe different mm -hmm. In a different well, way. some of the positive, culture. some of the positive things is like food. You know, you're going to get different food, different varieties of food, and I love that. And for some people that are kind of meat and potatoes, that's a problem for them because now they're like, oh my god, I got to eat things that are are, are weird, you know, yeah. and different. Oh, and, that's and, tough. Um, and that's awesome for me. So my first girlfriend, she's um, her family was from uh, from India, and oh man, I got some of the best homemade Indian food. It was awesome. But on the challenges uh, side of things, when when you're dating someone, uh, you know, if if common interests are important to you and, and, and you know, I grew up, uh, my brother and I, we have all sorts of, you know, inside stuff. We like certain movies. And I mean, we still quote things and certain behaviors and stuff. You know how that is when you connect with someone, you've got history. It just it, it makes communicating more fun. And so when you have cultural differences, sometimes a lot of those things don't don't exist and they're gone. And you have to explain. You have to explain it. And and then you get some tension when, you know, if you're around people and you say something and they find it funny and, and interesting and the other person's like, what, what are you talking about? You know, again, not deal breakers, but those are some of the challenges when you have cultural differences. And again, there's some benefits too, because, you know, right away, uh, being from different parts of the world or the country or, or whatnot, there's going to be different habits and perspectives. And so you start to, it starts to open your mind up and you start to grow and, and see like, oh, I actually like this and, and like that. So those are good things, but also allowing yourself to be open to some of the, those things as opposed to being like, well, this is how things are. This is how we're going to do things. And, you know, when, if you're dating someone and there's not that kind of natural culture connection and it's important to you to have some of that, then establish some, some stuff like, do more and more, doing things more and more with each other are going to be more important because you start developing your own kind of history together, your own kind of fun stuff, you know, like having fun, laughing. Those are the things I think would be important about when dating someone with cultural differences. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's one of the reasons I love to travel is just to, it kind of crumbles my belief of like my way is the right way too. Like people do things differently and there's nothing good or bad or wrong with it. It's mm -hmm. just different. And one example of a uh, cultural challenge that 
I have experienced was with money with um, one of my ex-boyfriends, one of my ex-boyfriends in my 20s, where I don't know if it's, well, it's the culture around money, I guess. So I went to Phoenix to have Thanksgiving with his family. I was meeting everyone and then, you know, we go grocery shopping and stuff. And then when we went back, the family split the bill for the groceries, which I thought was interesting because I my family doesn't do that. It's like, you get yeah. it once, I yeah. get it once. But I'm like, aren't you going to see them again? Doesn't it like even now? And it just seemed really like distrusting to me. And like, if I'm being honest, like petty too. I was just like, what? You know, and and I could tell he would do that, have that mindset more when we would go out to eat as well. I'm like, I'm going to see you again. We were in a long-term relationship by now. We were going that direction. <laughs> I just mean, it seemed like it wasn't, but it was just how he was brought up we had to have the conversation about money. And I was like, oh, we usually just do it like this. And it evens out. And also with Chinese culture, have you dated a Chinese girl before? No. Stop it. Really? Um, not not like girlfriend, not long term. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm like, yes, you have. <laughs> a lot of times when the bill comes, there's the culture of like fighting for the bill. Or you, if you, it's, um, it's rude if someone says, I'm going to pay and you go, okay. That is considered rude. And he didn't know that because it's not in his culture, you know. So I told him, you know, if we're with my parents or if someone wants to pay, normally you just, you offer to pay or you just go, no, no, no. And he just did it. But he was like, just like this. I'm like, yes, you just do that (laughs) because it is considered rude (laughs) if you don't. That was probably one of the first times I realized it's not good or bad. Because initially I did have judgment around. I was just like, what Mm. is going on here? But it's, it's just different. Yeah, it's and and so that was that a cultural thing or was that kind of just kind of unique to their family, I, their, I, the family I mean, culture? Right, right. I don't, I don't want to generalize yeah. with like ethnicities and races, but I'll just say the culture around money okay. in a more gen general sense. Of course, everyone's different because Pete's family is white or American too, but they don't. They're very much like my family, like the way that they do money and stuff like that. But I have. I have experienced some white guys when I would date them that it was more split. Everything like, you know, was like that. More common than with the Asian guys. The Asian guys. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that too. But across different cultures, like both sides, you know, you see guys that are adamant, like I'm taking care of this, and that's that. And I've seen in the same cultures guys that are, hey, let's split. And yeah. I, I know my friends, we just, we just want to pay for it and just, you know, we want, we, we're happy to pay and happy to treat and that kind of stuff. We're, we're fighting. We're, and again, like, like you said, your family, we're fighting to see who's going to pay for it. And sometimes you got to be creative and go sneak, sneak the sneak yep. the thing in and it's fun. And, and you know what, for people that can do that, great. But you know, there's also people that are challenged financially and right. for a number of reasons. And that shouldn't be a mark against them or not if everything else is great. If they have an issue, issues with money by the because of the they grew up or whatever challenges they're having, but everything else is great, you know, then work that out, you know, work through that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's easier when you both see it the same way, but it's not necessarily a deal breaker. In case anyone's listening, because people have very strong beliefs around things like money, mm-hmm. right? Like this means that, like, not necessarily. Yeah, you know, not necessarily. Exactly. Let's talk about uh, loyalty in men versus in women. So loyalty amongst men, like friend groups. I feel like men in general tend to have longer term friendships. Like you guys have 
friendships from like school. He has friends from like middle school, high school. Do you feel that men tend to be more loyal with their friends than women? From what I've seen, yes. Men have an easier time to connect with each other and stay connected. I'm sure there's a politically correct way to say, you know, things, but <laughs> and whatnot. But and this is straight from women. Women have a more difficult time connecting with women. And I, it's it's funny because I'll see all the time like women saying, oh, oh my God, this person is my best friend. I want you to be my best friend. And like, oh, you get her best friend. Don't tell me about her. You know, this well, we've, we've only known each other for three months. I'm like, wait, so you're just going to casually use best friend as and I see that a lot now, not, not with, with everyone, like, like with you and Jessica and, and, and April and, you know, a bunch of your close friends, but that word is not thrown around. Like I've never seen you say, oh, here's my best friend is someone I've never seen before. <laughs> just kind of popping in and out. Um, but I think that says something to, to the type of person you are and, and how you, you know, value your relationships. Again, you know, the, the male mind works different than the female mind in general. And in general, men have an easier time to not get on each other's nerves, to not get uh, sensitive on, you know, plans changing um, and whatnot. But at the same time, I've lost some friendships because the, the person, this guy was so sensitive to me not, not making plans with him, not, not flaking on him, just he would invite me to stuff and I would say, I'm, I'm busy, you know, this two day notice, I'm sorry, but I'm busy. I have a commitment. I teach this night. And after a couple of times, this person got very sensitive that I wasn't giving him any time and started lashing out on me. And I was like, okay, I'm, that's not someone I, that I want to be around with. And, I've, and that's happened multiple times with people and, and these are men. So it's not, a, it's not necessarily a male or female thing. I think in general, the women I've talked to that have had problems with friends have been that there some people are just too sensitive and they have to skirt around stuff and, and there's a flakiness that happens and then that tends to, to bring out. I think in general, women are, are more flaky than men. When men say they're going to do something with plans and stuff, they do it. And then with women, there tends to be a lot of changes that happen or, or uh, you know, if it's, hey, we're going to go meet today or well, it's raining, like, oh, let's do it another time versus guy friends. Hey, it's raining. Can't we can't go out and and do something? All right. Well, let's just go grab some food. You know. So I see a, a lot of that tendencies. That doesn't mean that you know it's always like that. I just see more men behaving like that and more women behaving like that, and that tends to cause you know rifts in friendships. Not necessarily like I despise you kind of rifts. Just the momentum's not there. I mean, there's plenty of times where I don't want to go out, and but my, you know my friends. They ping me and, and we'll go and we'll hang out. And after, once you're out, everything changes and you're fine. So I think the getting out part, men instinctually have that, that go out and, you know, adventure, explore type. So I think that's just inherent in them. And in the female makeup, it's more of, of the nesting type, just instinctually. And so it's easier for men to have those tendencies and it's easier for women to have those other tendencies. Um, and so that, that could end up causing problems long-term for friendships. I, I see the same general pattern as well. And I have grown apart from some friends as well. I have like April and Jess, friend, we've been friends over 20 years, but there has, have been some where it's, you just kind of grow apart as well, which I think is completely normal and fine. I think some relationships just run its course and that's okay. I do find personally that 
because I have a part of myself that's pretty grounded. So the times I've tried to make a weekly thing with female friends, I feel like I'm the only one that's like consistent with that. And everyone else just like <laughs> flutters away. But I feel like guys, like you guys have your run day every single Monday. Pete, you know, meets up with his best friend like every week. It's very consistent. And I really, I admire that. I think that's really nice. Because you nurture those relationships if they're important to you. Yeah. And I think it's important. It's healthy to have. It is, it is healthy. And um, again, I think you're that type of person who, yeah, you want to you want to push and strive for that, and I think your makeup's a little different in that sense that you want to strive for that, and that's great. You know, so if you're if you are if you're a person that's having problems, like you feel like I don't really connect well with my female friends, um, I connect better with guys. Like I hear that all the time. Oh, I get along with guys better than girls, and you know, I was like, well, well, why do you do it? You know, why are you? Is it because that you don't want to do that extra effort that happens when people cancel on you and type of friends that you're attracting and things like that? But uh, so in your case, when you you know, want to, when you try to do that weekly thing, what ended up and, and doing a weekly thing isn't easy. Like when we started our, our Monday run day thing where we got together, it was just me and Mark and we just kind of kept that going. And then all of a sudden more and more people got on board. And because we have like a group of five or six people, it, it's easier to get it going. And also a few of those, those people have families now and it's, it, they like getting out and getting some exercise and then being completely immature with their friends and then going back to all the responsibility that they have and they get, they feel refreshed. They need, they need it. They I feel like they need it. So it's not like it doesn't really take much effort to keep it going because they feel like they need it. That's Yeah, yeah. that's true. Cause Pete, like with his soccer and stuff, it is something he needs. Mm -hmm. If he's not doing it, I could tell he just doesn't feel like himself. And, and like kudos to you, kudos, kudos to Jess, you know, Aaron's wife and all the wives, um, in our group. And this is where I feel like another reason why it's been is because they support that. They're like, they want them to go out there and get, get stuff done. And they, I think they feel like they see a positive change in them when they come back. Like I've seen, I've also seen the opposite, not in our group, but I would see the opposite in that attitude of, oh, you know, you're going out and playing with your, you know, with your friends, you do, you know, and, and kind of holding that against them. Uh, and keeping score on stuff. And so if they want to do some other personal stuff or alone time or whatnot, they get dinged on that. Of course, if that's just, if you're always looking for an excuse to get away from your partner, that is a problem. <laughs> um, the healthy relationships are, are, you know, more, you're very involved in the relationship and the family and the, this and that, and you have your little outlets here and there, whether or not they're consistent or not is, is one thing. But if that starts to become like, like the de facto of like, I'm always looking to find something else to do. That's a big, a that's a red sign. flag. Okay. So the last question is, do you think it's appropriate for a man over 40 to date someone who is 18? I'd say like 18 to 21. Okay. So 18 to 21, 18 to 21 is a big change, both male and female. There's big changes happening, right? So maturity wise and figuring out. So let me give you, let's see if we can answer this a little more than the. I want the unfiltered response. <laughs> I want answer. the unfiltered um, response. Anytime you have a, a maturity gap, you're going to have some, some challenges. In some cases it's debatable whether an 18 to 21 year old is still a child, depending on the person. And as an adult, even if you have childlike qualities, you know, it's, it, 
it could be absolutely be very inappropriate. And there's going to be some cases where it's not, it doesn't seem as appropriate. And so I don't want to give this blanket judge, but when you have two maturity gaps like that, you have one person more mature than the other. So, and this one is obvious, it's very obvious who's more mature in this one, which is the the older person, no, the guy, it's the younger person. What? The younger person is in their range of maturity and above it. So within their con, you can't just put maturity in a vacuum and say maturity, right? So within that 18 year old to 21 year old range, oh, oh, I, that person oh, I, is more mature for, for who their, they are, for their age, for who they are. And the older person is not as mature. Why do, why they're seeking a younger relationship because of X reason, Y reason. And they could be viable. It could be because the older person has got some a ton of regrets from their their childhood. They missed out on a lot of stuff. They missed that young energy, or they're they're facing their older self now, and they're having a midlife crisis. They haven't matured into their forties or fifties or whatever that is. And there's some there's some issues that are causing them to want to seek some youth. And look, and it could just be straight the straight primitive stuff. This person's young and hot that, you know, my, that's where I, that I'm just me, man, you woman, I like, you know, there could be that, but you know, as you get older, again, that starts to fade, it starts to become more controlled. Um, but if you have all these regrets or if you've had, um, you know, some problems in your life and you're feeling very insecure about yourself, financial relationships, other stuff, you start, you, you tend to look to things that make you feel better about your, about yourself. And that could be one of those things. So now you have a person who's older, who's actually not as mature for their age. And then what happens if that person actually starts to become more mature? This So it could be very simple, like they spend some time with an 18-year-old or 19-year-old and the conversations are really bad and it's painful. And, and now all of a sudden they start to develop a little sense of- Brain? Yeah, brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, they start to connect with like, okay, I- this isn't what I really want. Now they're, now they're, let, let, you know, if that was right away, fine. But let's say they were actually were dating for a little bit. And, and if your intention, if you start to say to yourself, oh my God, I'm, I really like this person uh, for so many reasons. And um, as your maturity catches up to who you are, and so now you guys are on a equal-ish maturity for where you are, what else is there? Are you guys now connecting or, or are there clearly some differences? And so, and is this male or female, right? So, um, when I was, when I was a teenager, uh, 19, 20, I was dating older. And when I was, you know, thirties, I was dating a little bit younger. You were dating right? cougars? Um, yes, I guess you could call them the cougars. cougars like yes, you. The cougars do like I've you. I've seen so. this. I've witnessed this. Yeah. And, and just, <laughs> um, yeah, that's for another show maybe. But, um, just, uh, for the record, my mom is, uh, 14 years older, 15 years older than my dad. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um. So I definitely don't have a problem with an older woman dating a younger man because otherwise I would not be here. But, um, um, and again, they had issues, obviously they, they divorced at some point and they had cultural differences or they had other differences. I'm, I don't exactly know the, you know, the ins and out of it because I was really young. Sometimes things work for, for a moment and then they don't work and, 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 just don't get into something like that lying to yourself, thinking like, oh my God, this person gets me and gets me. And then as 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 maturity levels start to settle in, um, all of a sudden you find yourself kind of stuck in a situation that you were looking so forward to. And then you get depressed again because the reason why you got in it was maybe for insecure reasons as opposed to how well do you guys really connect. 
And hey, there could be a right match there. Who knows? I'm not going to judge, but, uh, you know, don't lie to yourself and, you know, or, or your friends, you know, things like that. See, I would judge that. <laughs> and, you know, you're right that you, you never know. And there are some fantastic couples that do have a big age gap like that. Right. But 18, 19, 20 to 40. Is usually, yeah, right. you change a lot during those years. But 25, usually. 26 to like 40, there's, In, there's a yes. much, there's a huge development and scientifically in the brain the brains develop the women brain develops faster than the men in, in those maturity levels and so they are a little bit they are a lot a bit ahead of of the male brain in, in that stage and you, know, you see some younger people genuinely attracted to some older people because that older person is giving that intellectual need and type of stuff and of course you see all the superficial stuff in between you know either way yeah i i get more protective of the younger females, I see it more from a, well, because I usually I assume like if someone's 40 or above, I'm like, you should know better, number one. But I guess I have to accept that maybe some people just aren't there yet. Their maturity level probably is when they're still like 18 or 19, maybe. Right. So but, you see that that older person is the more immature person, right? In that, in that kind of sense. Right. And I'm putting right. that expectation yeah. on them. Like you should yeah. know better. And also I see it as if, you had a daughter, like you say you're fine with that. Oh, yeah, an 18 year old, that's an adult. That's an adult. And I'm like, imagine if you have a daughter and she turns 18 and she wants to date 40 year old, 45 year old. And clearly she's she doesn't have that much experience with what she wants yet. And she's not sure. But you can tell that he has more of an idea because he's dated around more. Mm-hmm. Would you feel completely fine with that? And I feel like there would be a little part of it to be like, oh, you want to protect her. So I feel like when guys don't see that, you know, like I maybe because I'm a woman, maybe I'm more maternal. Like I want to protect the younger woman, especially because I've been in that situation as well when I was that young. And I did. So you dated someone older? I, I've gone on dates with guys that were older. And yeah. So what was the age gap there? Where, it how would old be were like you and what was probably the, the oldest guy would be tw- 20 years. Yeah. Like. I'd be 20, 21, mm-hmm. 40. And this isn't long-term but relationships. you weren't 18, 19 dating a 40-year-old, were you? But 20, like 21. That's pretty yeah, young. It's, it's young, but can you can you imagine if you were now your 18-year-old self instead of 21? I mean, I kind of, it's it's a little different, but I yeah. still feel like 21's pretty young. Like it's, It is pretty young. But, but it, there's still, like, you're, you're now starting to approach to where you do know yourself. I can um, go to a, a yeah. bar with him. Uh, well, there, yeah. So obviously, there's me to a bar. there are those things where it's like, like, uh, uh, yeah, you can't even drink together if, if you're <laughs> if you're drinkers, and that's very awkward, of course. I just want to make a note though that your 21 year old self knows knew yourself a lot better than your 18 year old self, and then your 25 year old self probably, correct me if I'm wrong, knew a lot bit more than your 21 year old self, and then it starts to. It starts it, to, it starts get to a lot, even, yeah, yeah, once everyone hits like a certain maturity yeah. level, it's it doesn't seem as extreme. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking like now that I'm the age that those guys were like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe you would date someone that young. Granted, I don't think I was doing anything like super crazy, but just like when I hang out with someone mm-hmm. that age, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't, I can't even have a conversation with you. Right. I am very judgmental. But do you secretly want to go back to those men that you were dating saying, what's wrong with you? Why did you, you should have known better? I n- or did I wouldn't you enjoy wa- that w- time with them? I wouldn't even want to talk to them. No, I'm actually a little mad about it. Like I'm kind of like are you mad at yourself or are you mad at them? I um both. 
Okay. Like because I didn't know better, so I've I've so done the per- I've I done think the personal that's why you're protective, part. a little bit more protective, because you are mad at yourself for that, and so as well as them, and so I think that's where it's a right. But on. I just feel Which like okay. yeah. I mean, as the older person, like you, sh- I did feel like taken advantage of a little bit, just because they knew better. I think they kind of knew how to direct Manipulate things better yeah, yeah uh-huh. than I did because I'm still learning you know I haven't dated a ton I didn't have a ton of boyfriends before I'm learning my boundaries and if they know that I do feel like having integrity is and that is that is absolutely inappropriate and in taking advantage of someone if you're dating someone younger than you you know 18 to 21 22 23 25 and you're manipulating them and you're playing off of things yeah that's inappropriate for sure yeah. you know I mean, if there was a genuine connection with, 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 you know, that and things moved a certain way, you probably feel different. But if, if not, and you and it's like they're, they're fabricating feelings because they know how to manipulate um, yeah. a younger person. That is inappropriate. That yes. I would definitely call it inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. But there yeah. are some people who are good people. They just don't know any better. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't know any better. And you are here to set them straight. And I am the patsy. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it for this segment. We didn't argue that much. Mm. We'll get, have to. Didn't get enough eyeball rolls in. To, okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, get a little more in the next segment. On the next show, we. I'm gonna ask Rob some questions that you guys sent in that you wanted me to ask Ooh. single guys. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.